before we even get into boundaries, it's important to understand what a boundary is, right? Where you stop and someone else starts and noticing what are the things that occur or that you experience as signals as to when a boundary is being crossed. If something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't feel comfortable, oh, that's a signal. I don't have to make myself emotional over it. Oh, but there's something that's actually not working right here. What is my response going to be to that cross of a boundary? Nicole Guberman, welcome back. Thank you, John. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, it's always great to see you. We haven't talked for months and months, but she's been on two other times. Episode 40 was the first time she was on um, in this section, Women in Strong Leadership, which you will shortly find out about. That episode was titled The Sovereign Voice of Influence. And then in episode 50, you came back for How Did We Forget Ourselves? And of course, what we do, uh, what we did is at the end of the episode we recorded, we go, what do you want to do next? But today, our uh, title is Championing Your Boundaries with Nicole Guberman. So anyway, I think I'll stop talking now. Did we jointly come up with the whole idea of boundaries, right? I believe so. It came in at the end of the last episode. We touched upon that and I said, oh my God, that's my favorite topic of all time. Oh my gosh, great. Yeah. Well, by some estimations, I have terrible boundaries. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> <laughs> And then that's that's the meaning of life, because then you learn how to have really good boundaries. Yeah. So where, where do you want to start? Do you want to actually start by kind of defining a boundary? And, sure. you know, we know about physical boundaries. And I was thinking about it this morning. And it's just like you can have good, healthy physical boundaries as well. We just don't want to fight about it with others. Right. Right. It's the same reason why we have a fence around our property, why we have a lock to a door, hmm. a lock to a locker. Boundaries are so important because they separate us, our, our core self, our entity from someone else. It's where we stop and someone else starts. Mm -hmm. And when I first discovered that concept or really internalized that, it was so profound because it helped me to understand, well, who am I in this world? What is my existence and how does my relationship to myself connect to or inter? interrelate with somebody else and mm -hmm. my own self-perception in conjunction with somebody else's personality or somebody else's feelings, needs, wants, emotions. If I was not in touch with myself, how could I respond appropriately or intelligently or powerfully to somebody else? Mm -hmm. And and it became very um, integral to my own growth and I became very passionate about it because it is such a pervasive issue in society. People struggle with boundaries. They have difficulty sometimes setting a boundary, implementing it, maintaining it, and then also responding to somebody else's boundary. Yeah. I have questions that just come up sure. randomly. Like, how do you define a healthy boundary? That's wonderful. Healthy boundary from my own kind of colloquial perspective is where someone's needs, feelings, emotions, thoughts are respected by someone else without a person's bubble being pierced too mm -hmm. intently. So let's say we all have our own protective bubble around ourselves. If somebody asks us of something or makes a demand or accuses or blames, criticizes, punishes us, they're in some way piercing our own bubble. And it's up to us to decide whether we should respond to that, how we should respond. So a healthy boundary is where that line is being respected between 
ourselves and someone else. There's this friendly, I don't want to say antagonism, but I love that concept friendly antagonism because I've used it a lot from the vocal perspective actually. But this friendly relationship of here's what I'm saying, are you hearing what I'm saying, and can you respect my point of view, my perspective, my needs. And some people can and some people can't. And mm -hmm. thus we have to in a certain sense train other people how to treat us, not in any kind of condescending or authoritarian way, but in a respectful, in a conversational, in a in an in, in an intelligent way so that we're not making a demand either. Because as soon as we start to make demands and other people are going to become defensive or on alert or f like, oh, this is a threat, you know? So that's what I consider to be learning how to become more assertive, where you're, mm -hmm. not, you're not weak per se, and you're not make a, making a demand, you're comfortably in the middle. Probably one way to approach it is to make a request of another. Correct. It's a request and it's either agreed or not. If I make a request of you, there's no demand or emotion behind it. It is, it's almost, it's almost like coming from a place of curiosity. It's like, I'm really kind of curious. I'd like to make this request of Nicole and I'm curious to see how this might go. You know, because uh, part of what I love to do is I actually like to have conversations with people that have completely different point of view you know, so I can like walk in another person's moccasins, so to speak. And uh, part of my question when you first started talking about it is, is at any time, do these boundaries actually ever overlap? I mean, there's this dynamic I'm thinking about when you have two people with really good boundaries, they can overlap a lot because they probably have a lot of mutual respect for each other and know how to handle the situation emotionally, intelligently. But what are your thoughts on overlapping boundaries? That's a great question. I think the overlapping of boundaries, like you say, really starts to become enjoyable when two people are both in charge of themselves, self-aware, intelligent, educated, informed. They, they have done some personal work. When that is absent, it becomes a very murky situation because one party is is floating floating around somewhere like where are they and how do i help them to see what's actually going on in a rational way right mm -hmm. because because we all want to preserve our relationships right there's a positive intention behind wanting to have healthy relations with others and sometimes there are, you know, you encounter people, maybe it's family, people in the workplace, friends, colleagues, whoever, and they don't have those skills. And then it's on us to learn how to manage our own feelings and needs and wants. So when people have boundaries that overlap, are you saying that they're able to communicate their boundaries back and forth and there's respect there? Or are you saying that there's this conflict going on and people have to be able to exert. Uh, there, yeah, they're different scenarios. The, mm -hmm. the one I was referring to is, is actually the one where, because we have healthy boundaries, like you and I, let's just say we have healthy boundaries, we get to actually kind of gently 
tiptoe over into your boundary mm. to experience what your boundary might be like. Oh, out of, out of a place of curiosity. Yes. I see. Yes. That's where these things become fun where it's like, Oh, yeah. you start to be, you start to be and feel closer to someone mm. because there's this, there's this uh, amorphous place or uh, vaporous or like a sponge place of, Oh, we're, we're, we're interconnecting in, in a deeper way. Mm -hmm. And, and that's where a lot of good stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And, and wouldn't it be amazing if more people could experience that in yeah. life? I, I went through a long period of feeling very disconnected from people, um, mainly because I was putting myself in environments where I couldn't actually get what I needed or, mm -hmm. or what I wanted. And mm -hmm. I had to go through that period of cultivating safe environments, safe relationships, understanding my own needs, and also taking myself seriously. I think it's mm. so important for people to take themselves and their values seriously. Yeah. And and that's a that's a very deep personal journey. I am important, you know, that that phrase of not just me, but in general, some people call it an affirmation. It's literally a statement. It's a positive statement. I am important. And do you really believe that about yourself? Mm. Right. And some people might grapple with it like, oh, I don't know. And and it comes down to how they were attuned to in childhood from their parents. You know, mm. if if an adult is experiencing issues with hesitating around asking for what they want, you know, there, there's a boundary of, oh, I, I can't actually assert the boundary. I can't actually say no. Why is that? Is that because they're caught up in people pleasing behavior? You know. They feel seen when they do something good or productive for somebody else. So that's how they get this positive reinforcement. But is that, is that behavior actually helping them, right? Yeah. So anyway, I, I could go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> well, feel free. It's, it's hot outside here in Southern California. It might be a little cooler down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hot here in New York, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording just for shins and grain. So, I, you know, it's really just, you know, you know me, like you'll say something and it's just something will pop up in my head. So it's like, sure. so it's like to ask the question or to make a statement, I am important. If somebody isn't feeling comfortable about that, what comes up in my mind is to simply ask the question is, what about me is important? Right. And then, you know, you, maybe you can start a list of those things that is important. And part of it may be about what, um, you know, people might say about you. Behind me, you'll see a book called Love is Just Damn Good Business. And I've been talking a lot about it. And it's subtitled, Do What You Love in the Service of People Who Love What You Do. So one of the questions to find out maybe a little bit about how important you might be or how you might value yourself is to simply ask or to find out what is it that people love about you? Mm. And is there a relationship between all that and uh, the boundaries that you have and created for yourself? And the reason I say that is because I've been experiencing lately, realizing that I put boundaries around myself in terms of certain opportunities mm. that I don't really want to, you know, just consciously didn't want to get into. And then in, in kind of a perspective later of looking at that going, making a decision that I want to expand my boundary, let's say. I don't know if that's really a boundary or not. Nicole, you tell me. Are you saying expand your 
possibilities around what you will and will not expect, accept yes. or t- take into your life. And feel yeah. okay about being uncomfortable about it. Yes, that's where the real magic happens. Yeah. Being comfortable or being okay with that discomfort. Mm. So many people don't want to feel that discomfort because it's scary and it's it's new, it's unfamiliar, it's foreign. Oh, who am I going to be on the other yeah. side of that discomfort? You know, that's I love asking those kinds of questions because suddenly we've stepped into a, a new identity. And I think boundaries have a lot to do with identity, obviously, and values and like piggybacking off of the last episode, honoring yourself, knowing and honoring yourself, right? So it's begging the question, how do you, if you're going to build healthy boundaries and we're talking about creating a good solid foundation, yes. what, would you, what, would, what would you do? What would be the top maybe three things that are really, really important to build the, that boundary? I think the first place to start to start is to really understand, internalize, and take seriously and trust what is important to you. Let's say, for example, and, and that's a value. For example, I value my time. I value my space. I need a lot of space physically, emotionally, to do my thing, quote unquote, do my thing. Everybody's got to do their thing. That's a, a very broad quote there, do your thing. But in order to feel your deepest truth, to feel your best, to feel happiest, to feel at ease, what do you need in order to exist? I need time. I need space. I need respect. I need commitment from people, right? Mm -hmm, What mm -hmm. what else is there? I, I love to exist in creativity. I don't like to feel rushed. These are all certain values around what I deem important to me and how I'll be able to thrive. If people are unclear about those kinds of things, they're going to struggle. You know, is money important to you? You know, I've had to go through my own journey of changing my beliefs around money, especially from the artist perspective, Mm. you know, and that's been a very eye-opening journey for me, how money is related to value, what you, what you give to the world and how you receive and being able to receive in so many different ways. Some people don't want to accept the love you have to give, right? They are putting up a boundary of, ooh, it's uncomfortable for me to feel this love, so I'm just going to promote chaos in their own way. Mm. When I say promote chaos, I mean, let me create some dysfunction because I'm used to chaos, so it's I'm going to feel normal if I create some kind of chaos. Sounds like sabotage to me. Of course, yes. That's that's exactly right. And so then when we come into contact with those kinds of people, oh, they're just invested in chaos and drama. How does that serve me? It doesn't. So I will exert a boundary of if someone keeps doing this, I'm going to step back or I'm not going to tolerate that or I'm going to say, you know, this doesn't work for me from a place of rationality of, of without getting so caught up emotionally. Mm. It's very important to be able to to do these things and be assertive without getting so caught up in emotions. Yeah. And, and, and that's another thing that I love helping people learn and master. Because once you can do that, the world is your oyster. That you're not getting sucked into other people's behavior and actions and communication. And oh, I, I can be free of other people's, I guess that's a popular thing, ish. Their ish yeah. is that. Or you know, drama. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's 
that's a huge part of life of being able to continue functioning and continue growing and developing your own life outside of the chaos of the world or the the goings on of the world especially in, in times like this you know yeah. we, there never used to be a period of time where thousands of people could just suddenly enter your living room through a screen you know uh, when I talk about social media, that didn't exist. So we have to create boundaries around social media. Yep. How long am I going to engage? How am I going to engage? Where? Where am I going to do it? Who yeah. am I going to do it with? Who am I going to allow into my world? Right. What is safe for me? What feels comfortable? What feels good? Why subject yourself to something that doesn't feel good? Well, that's pretty much why I stay off social media, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, right. But not then, all not all social media, but right. But then th there are many amazing implications of social media of being able to reach people that you couldn't reach before, mm -hmm. of being able to share your message and spread your mission in a way that you couldn't before. So it, it's a catch twenty two in a certain sense, and you have to be able to go deeper within and really get clear on what does this do for me. How is it going to serve me? And how am I going to feel good about myself engaging with these kinds of platforms? And, and that might require stepping away from it for a while. I know that I need certain boundaries around social media, even though I use it in a variety of ways. I have to continue accepting that. And I don't have to be like everybody else posting all the time, every day, yeah. all day there is no right and wrong there. It's what, what feels best to you. And I think it's also important to keep connections that way through social media and decide what you're going to share about yourself and what you're not going to share. <laughs> the, the boundaries can be very non-existent on social media. So when I say championing, championing your boundaries, it really means doubling down on what is important to me, what do I want for my life, and how am I going to protect that? How do I protect myself, not from a place of worry or shame or fear or anything like that, but how do I protect my present and my future in a way that is consistent every day, in a way that's present and mindful and conscious? Does that make sense? Yeah, you're talking about also protecting your values. And protecting your values, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, another thing I was going to say before is that mm -hmm. Often what I've noticed is that when I, when I talk to clients and, and people, there's two things going on. Often people have a very difficult time saying no mm. in, in some form of blatantly saying, no, I can't do that, or no, that doesn't work for me, or no, I'm not willing to do that, or no, I can't show up to that. And then the other thing is many people have a hard time hearing no from somebody else. If, yeah. they, get a, if they get a no, oh, uh-oh, I made them angry. You know, they could be thinking, I made them angry, or I must not be important to them, or I did something wrong. There's something wrong with me. There's these two opposing situations of how do you get comfortable saying no, and then how do you get comfortable receiving a no and not making it about you? Exactly. I was going to say that, you know, if you're uncomfortable with the no, there's often it's, you know, just because... Yeah, you're uncomfortable with no. Nobody's ever said no to you before. And that demonstrates a clear boundary with by somebody else. Right. And to decide what meaning you're creating out of that no. 
oh, they're busy. That doesn't mean they don't love me. They're just busy. They have something going on. They have an obligation. And learning to decide your response and, and not make something bigger out of it. That was a, a very important journey for me, too. What's to know what? Not make a big deal out of it? Yeah, not, not making a big deal out of somebody's no or mm. somebody's response to you because it most of the time is not about you. It's mm-hmm. about what's going on within them. Mm-hmm. And we often forget that. Like, oh, yeah, everybody has their own limitations. That's human nature. If everybody was perfect all the time, life would be meaningless. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and, and de- deciding what does perfect even mean, right? Nobody has perfect boundaries. There's no such thing as perfect in my mind. But you can become more consistent with exerting boundaries and setting mm-hmm. them and maintaining them, even identifying them. Mm-hmm. The, the better you get at identifying your own boundaries, the more certainty you'll have in your life. You'll develop greater ease and freedom in your daily interactions, and you won't get caught up in your emotions. That is so needed right now when you're being yeah. bom- bombarded in five million different directions of the drama and chaos of other people. It's like, how much is, how much can I tolerate? How much can I handle? It's okay to say no to that. Okay, I'm not going to look at the news today. I'm not going to open my Instagram. I'm not going to email my list today. Whatever. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I want to get back or not get back, but add to to something that we can really help people in this conversation in terms of uh, what you can do to create healthy boundaries. We talked about understanding your values. Right. But what else would you say? Somebody that would help somebody create a boundary or maybe, you know, reevaluate, like, like I said, you know, Hey, I have lousy boundaries. Right. I would, I would chunk down from there. The the statement of I have, and when I say chunk down, I mean, get more specific. I have lousy boundaries is, is, um, a very broad statement. Where are those lousy boundaries? Is it in my personal life with my partner? Is it towards my mother? Is it towards the team that I work with? professionally? Is it my own personal boundaries around time as an entrepreneur? Where are those lousy boundaries? And then really pinpoint and start to make a list. Out of all of these lousy boundaries, what is the most important and and prioritizing? Okay. Because if we try to solve everything at once, we're not going to really get anywhere. If everything's a priority, nothing's a priority, right? Yeah. Bite size, right? Bite size. Yeah. Chunking down. So Picking one, the one that's causing you the most grief, the one that is really getting under your skin. If you start to notice something's getting under your skin, that's a signal that a boundary is being crossed. You're not getting what you need or somebody is not listening to what you're saying. People generally have a very, I don't want to make a generalization myself, but what is often the case is people aren't actively listening. Mm. They're kind of half there with you. And, and that's the way society has evolved. So the more you can surround yourself with people who can be fully present with you, who can actively listen, I think the happier you end up becoming. But anyway, going back to what we were saying before, of prioritizing, let's say, I have lousy boundaries. One, that's a little bit of a shaming statement of, oh, I have lousy boundaries. And, mm-hmm. and looking and, and examining that statement from a larger perspective of, 
Is that really true? Is that really true? That's a very big concept of Byron Katie. Yep. Is this, this really true? What's really going on there? Let me, I'm going to tell a personal story here. So sure. as an entrepreneur and podcaster for 17 years, and oh my gosh, is that I've been working most weekends for a very long time. And I got very curious about how people learn. So I started like studying that. And, and the general consensus is that people will say, oh, you learn from experience. But then I started looking at that and started taking some time off and was thinking about some of the things, the experiences that I have had. And I realized that actually what's true or true for me, I should say, and which has helped me create a boundary is that I learn by the contemplation of the experiences I have. So if I don't take weekends off or take time off or do you know things like that, then I'm never really going to have the time to contemplate the experiences that I've had. So it's become very important to me to actually have downtime. Yes. Yes. And I definitely identify and relate to that as a recovering, I guess you could say, a, a recovering workaholic. Mm. For many years, I got something positive out of being a workaholic for mm -hmm. many reasons that I, I don't have to share here. But also for me, actually taking a week vacation, it was kind of like, oh, what is happening here? I can do that? <laughs> yes, you can. And you can enjoy it too. And it's okay to do nothing for a yeah. week that's actually going to rejuvenate you and give you more momentum diving back into work. This idea of going to the absolute capacity of something in an experience rather than kind of diluting it. Mm. That was a big realization for me of how did I dilute my life by kind of having one foot in the door and one foot out of if I'm working constantly, I can't really develop relationships with other people. Right. How am I actually experiencing those relationships? And for a while, I was able to accept it or deal with it or maybe even not even be aware of how that was affecting my life. And so once I realized, oh, if I go to the absolute capacity of this experience of if I spend all this time with a person that I love and, and really soak it up and really be present with them, then I'm actually going to feel ready to go back to work rather than constantly feeling, oh, I, I could be doing this right now for my business, or I could be doing this right now for that colleague or get this test done. It was huge. And mm. that's another way of really identifying and, and maintaining a boundary of how far am I going to go with this experience? And what's the absolute most important thing that I need to focus on? Three things in a day. What are the three most important things I need to accomplish today? And rather than piling on this endless to-do list, which is very common for people who have problems with boundaries. I, I'm guilty of it too. I, I love to get things done. I have so many ideas and passions and, and dreams that it's like, yeah, that's going on the to-do list. Does that mean I'm going to get to it today or tomorrow? Probably not, but it's there and I'm going to get to it. And I don't have to freak out about it, but it's there. So just keep doing what you're doing day by day and taking it one day at a time. Again, that, that chunking down of what can I achieve today that I'm going to feel good about and accomplished and in charge of myself. Yep. 
Yep. So I use a productivity planner. I don't know how we're getting into this, but it's like, okay, <laughs> boundaries. Nicole and I were surfing wherever we go. So there are five things on my on this page, productivity, mm -hmm. for each day, one through five. The first one is the most important task of the day. If this was the only thing you did today, you'd be satisfied. And then the second task, there's two of them. Completion of these tasks will make the day even better. But it doesn't say you have to get it done. Do the And then the rest are do these only after you've completed the tasks above. But it's that first one. If this was the only thing I did today, and I find myself, you know, prioritizing things, but one big shift I made in terms of a boundary two weeks ago is I decided in the morning to put myself first. Mm -hmm. So it's like the boundary is I don't check email. I don't do any of that stuff at all. Um, I'm actually writing, which is something I wanted to start doing. Writing and recording. Sounds like a podcast to me. Yes, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. I need to get back to writing myself. Yeah. I, I think that's wonderful. And that time, that, that beginning of your day, it really sets you up for success. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're fully dialed in to what that is, it, it is extraordinary what, what you're able to do after that. Yeah. And yeah. that's why this has become so popular for very high achieving people of what are my habits, mm -hmm. right? How do I develop these little habits and how do I maintain and be consistent with these habits? And that's where you gather and, and, cultivate freedom from yeah. so in a, in essence being clear with boundaries and these these elements of discipline is actually going to expand your world even more when we don't have these clear boundaries around how we exist on a daily basis then we're floating on a on a tidal wave on the murky waters where we're being pulled we're allowing ourselves to be pulled in five million different directions and then it becomes harder to actually move forward right exactly exactly well yeah. i would like to wrap this up a little bit sure so how do you want to wrap it up i'll leave it up to you i could summarize yeah go ahead you did that you've done that before really well so before we even get into boundaries, it's important to understand what a boundary is, right? Where you stop and someone else starts and noticing what are the things that occur or that you experience as signals as to when a boundary is being crossed, right? If something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't feel comfortable, oh, that's a signal. I don't have to make myself emotional over it. Oh, but there's something that's actually not working right here. And what is my response going to be to that cross of a boundary, whether it's internal within our own mind or external in, in conjunction with somebody else? We talked about identifying what the boundaries are based upon your values and your own identity and what you deem important and how you perceive yourself, you know, taking yourself seriously. If we can't take ourselves seriously, then... There's going to be a lot of a lot of challenge there, and believe me, I know because I went through it myself. You know, I I wouldn't be able to talk about it like this if I hadn't gone through it myself. I could wax on and on about that. <laughs> we talked about protecting 
boundaries, protecting ourselves, and how do we protect ourselves without feeling like, oh, if if this happens, then it's going to ruin my day, or if if you know, if deciding how far you're going to go with a certain experience, also deciding, making the decision, cutting off all the other options of how far am I going to go in a particular experience with someone else, something I'm doing by myself at work so that I can actually bounce back or dive into something else feeling satisfied, feeling fulfilled, feeling satiated. It's pretty simple. I don't I don't want to make it too complicated. But yeah, as we chunk down on a daily basis of being careful of of saying these generalizations to ourselves of most people make a generalization, delete or distort. Mm-hmm. what's going on around them that's that's uh yeah the other thing you mentioned uh, uh, worth summarizing is the work of byron katie yes you know i mean in summary you know she basically was a real mess i think she was a therapist actually but mm. she was a real mess and uh couldn't get out of bed for months and uh she finally started questioning her thoughts and came up with this whole process of just asking what you had said earlier which is is this really true? And then, you know, so anyway, asking, asking yourself, whatever's really going on, is this true? Do we act, do I actually know that this is true? You can, you know, you can talk a little bit more about that if you want, but I think it's a big part. People just like let their mind go on. You want to talk about boundaries Mm -hmm. or lack of boundaries. We just believe everything that comes into our head or what we see on the screen or whatever. We don't question probably a good thing to be able to question. Yes, that's a very important part of uh, the book by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, of mm-hmm. watching, watching the thinker. And, mm-hmm. oh, that thought came into my head. Mm-hmm. Is that really true? And mm-hmm. having this other perspective, this this observer, it's, he says, you know, you are not your mind. And that's a whole other enlightenment that I feel everyone should experience. Uh, yep. You have to be ready for that, though. You have to be willing to absorb it. And that's another place where people can feel uncomfortable with that new change, right? Becoming comfortable with discomfort and and also pushing the boundaries. I didn't really talk about this today because it's somewhat of a opposition of going beyond what we think is possible. How much should we do that on a daily basis? You know, how much is too... too too much discomfort can also be detrimental. Mm. Deciding of how uncomfortable am I going to let myself be today? Otherwise, I mean, there's even a boundary around that. Otherwise, we can get stuck in analysis paralysis. Of Oh my God, I have so many decisions to make. How do I make a decision? And then since this just popped into my head, a colleague of mine, um, I'm going to plug her book because it's coming out soon. Um, it's a book by Sarah Ramsey. She's a, a relationship, toxic relationship specialist, but she also helps people work through how to solve problems with specific steps. She's got a book coming out, Simple Decision-Making for Complex Problems, something along those lines. Mm. Um, if you look her up, um, it's coming out, I believe, um, late August, early so September. You said Sarah Ramsey? Sarah Ramsey, S-A-R-A-H-K. K is her middle initial, Ramsey. We'll include it in the show notes. Yeah, I, I I love to support her. She's wonderful, and I look up to her in many ways. 
So with that being said, and before we let everybody out there know how to get in touch with Nicole, because you're going to want to, you do a discovery call of some sort, right? I do. I offer complimentary discovery okay. calls for awesome. for people who are really ready to change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. So before we go there, so at the beginning, before we started recording, we thought, okay, at the end of this episode, um, I suggested to Nicole that she actually next time, it'd be the uh, fourth time, bring on a friend, bring on somebody, a colleague, bring on somebody and let them decide the title of the episode and let them basically drive it so that I'm typically here to present you to and whatever the topic is, although, of course, I'll have questions. Mm -hmm. so, and then you said, I already have an idea about that. So you want to tell us a little bit? Sure, sure. Uh, and of course, you are the ultimate decision maker in the end. Uh, but what immediately came up in my head, and I, I was just talking to him the other night about the idea of someday doing a podcast with him, is bringing on my father to oh, do cool. an episode with my father who is a licensed psychoanalyst and uh, has spent over 50 years in the field and and is one of the wisest, most cool, most down-to-earth people I know. Cool. Yeah. I we think like he would... Cool. He would have a lot to say, and I think I got a lot of my qualities and my personality from him of loving to poke people mentally, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> of getting them to have these light bulb moments of like, oh, wow, and then uh -huh. cre creating change from that. Yeah. So we were talking about um, the idea of eventually someday it's a fantasy i don't know if we'll actually make it happen but it would be perfect i think to do um on the platform of of the women in strong leadership uh -huh. and what has my intention of fathers and daughters and the relationship between fathers and daughters as a potential Spot thing. on. let's do it yeah i i love it and i'm thrilled that you brought that up yeah good 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 love it how to get in touch with Nicole. She has a website, trueselflove.club. And uh, you want to talk about any other way to get in touch with you? I mean, you know, I always tell people, you know, if you have a website, you have your social media linked on it, just send people to the website. But you might want to just uh, talk about Instagram because you do quite a bit of posting there, actually. Sure. I could, I could always do more, actually. It's one of my goals for this year to do even more posting. Yeah. So I have my Instagram account, which is the at sign Nicole.TrueSelfLove. It is the same handle for TikTok. I'm going to be building my presence there more. It's the same handle for Facebook. My my, my business page is Nicole.TrueSelfLove. You can also get in touch with me on my personal page, Nicole Guberman on Facebook, if you are a Facebook user. I know everybody has their own preferences around social media. And, and I also have a YouTube channel. You can look me up on YouTube. And I would like to continue building my presence on YouTube as well. You can also find me on LinkedIn. It's, it's fascinating to see the differences in each platform and, and breaking barriers around what people feel is appropriate for each one. She's everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere. And yeah. I, I love it. I love it. All right, Nicole. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, everybody else, you can follow us. Um, either go to the website, whathasmyattention.com, or you can just do a search in your podcast app of choice, 
to whathasmyattention.com. And this, I'm going to mention that this uh, channel is sponsored by my podcast company called Imagine Podcasting. And uh, we have a great team, and uh, it's a small team, actually, and uh, but very, very talented. And we love to help people um, get their voice out there because I've never met anybody that didn't have something of value to say. Nicole's got lots of that going on. Thank you so much, John. And always, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I so appreciate fun. you coming into my life. It's I, I, no, I, I greatly appreciate way. you. So. Yeah, good. Thanks again. And we'll be on soon again. <laughs>